Mr. Brett Pattinson, how are you? Mr. George Sabados. Well, well, welcome. How am I? I'm great. You, you're great. Now, yeah. listeners, um, for those of you who know, know us as Float Your Boat, we're doing something a little bit different this time. What are we doing, Brady? We're doing the Clean Oceans series. Yes. So, and, and what will the Clean Oceans series be about? Clean oceans, George. Of course. <laughs> All the wonderful things that people and organisations are doing to keep our environment pristine, not least of which our oceans, because we love our oceans, don't we? I guess it's, uh, yes, any environmental organisation, company, um, advocate, we're going to interview lots of people because we want to get the word out there. Because what I've noticed is that a lot of people want to help and they want to do things, but they don't know where to start. They don't know who to contact. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I've had the same issues myself, apart Me from too. all the other ones I have. Uh, but, but uh, you know, I mean... Did one the, of the medicine fix that? No. no. Wrapped in plastic. I've been told that it's going to take thousands and thousands of dollars of personal therapy. Hmm. Yeah, that's another story. Yeah. Anyway, okay. let's, let's not go there. Um, so as our first guest, we're having a wonderful lady by the name of Narelle Anderson on, and she's the managing director of a company called EnviroBank. What do you know about EnviroBank, Brady Boy? Not a lot. Oh. No, I do. You do? They do amazing things with plastics. They, they do indeed. And now Narelle Anderson uh, is not your typical... Uh, person in waste management. I mean, she looks a lot more elegant than a than someone that's come up through the ranks driving, you know, waste or garbage trucks. Um, Are you? you go, is there a stereotype here? There is so? a stereotype. Is that the yeah? G'day, mate. I'm coming to pick your rubbish up. Well, I just sort of that's, that's that's what I that's what I think is the norm. But uh, but but Narelle smashes all preconceived ideas of what, what the norm is. So, you know, she founded a company called EnviroBank back in 2008, I believe. And, you know, she's actually made great inroads into the Northern Territory with, um, you know, all the modern equipment that's um, used to scan the return of bottles and, and other, other uh, cans and, and other forms of packaging. I think you'll find Narelle um, was one of the first women in waste management in Australia. She's been doing it for many years prior to EnviroBank. But look, I don't think we should rabbit on too much longer because um, let's get Narelle in and, and, and find out from her. Absolutely. Let's get her in. Float Your Boat podcast about how everyday people created their road to success. The highs, the lows, pitfalls and potholes and how they overcame it all. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome, Narelle, to our show. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you, George. Now, we were just talking about time before we press the record button and uh, you were here well on time. In fact, you were very early and we're 
we unfortunately have um, started this interview rather late. How do you feel about that? <laughs> You're totally forgiven because <laughs> what it did do this morning was give me the opportunity to have a look at the ocean. So we're here at Bondi Beach and it's a beautiful ocean that we have. So something that I wouldn't normally do. So thank you for the break. Yeah, it, it, it is lovely <laughs> looking at the ocean, isn't it? So, Narelle, you're a you're a mum. You're a mum, and you're a managing director of a major company. So, tell us a little bit about how what it's like to balance those two roles. I mean, you traipse all over the country, and you still manage your well, the role of a wife and the role of a mum. How's it go? How's it going? Well, it is, you know, we started the conversation talking about time. It really is about managing my time and managing the focus and and, um, what's important to me. And obviously, you know, my family is number one and and, um, second to that is the company that I own and uh, run. I'm Mm. very good at um, compartmentalising my time and um, managing that so... And, you know, obviously I, I try where I can um, to fit some other things in for myself. So I'm probably the last in the in the queue. Um, but being a mum, you know, is very um, challenging and, and important. And, you know, I have this little person who who every day I tell him that he's my most favourite person in the whole wide world and he's, you know, he is my number one priority. So I steal the extra minutes that I can and I'm present when I'm at home. So do you ever, when he's being a little bit cheeky, do you ever threaten him that uh, you'll send him off to the recycle bin? <laughs> he's very, he's a very passionate recycler. Is he? Um, and, um, you know, he sees things about recycling and um, he's very proudly says, you know, mummy, is that your business? When he sees um, different recycling activity going on in the uh, uh, marketplace, he, in his opinion, I'm the queen of recycling. So everything that is being recycled in Australia, <laughs> I'm responsible for. Um, and he's a very um, passionate and motivated recycler, and especially now that he knows that um, he can exchange those containers for 10-cent coins, and he's already told me what he's going to spend his um, his savings on, and uh, apparently Beyblades are back in, so... Um, Beyblades are back in? What are they? Sorry, oh, Bay? It's like a little spinning top that... Um, the... Yeah, it's, oh. it's a spinning top. Oh, they're mm. back in. Yeah. Okay. Well, Alicia, they are made from plastic, though. So we have to have this conversation about all these toys that are made of plastic. <laughs> we're, not, we're not quite there yet. Um, we're just doing the pocket money uh, lesson at the moment, and we'll get to um, the consumption of plastic and what and mindful spending, if you like. So, Narel, tell us about EnviroBank. I guess that that for the listeners out there that don't know EnviroBank, mm. they know what you're doing, but they don't know the name. So. Tell us a little bit about the company, where it's, why it started, how it started. So EnviroBank uh, started in um, 2008 and I've been in the waste management industry for, for many, many years and had a commercial waste management company that I sold on to a public company. And um, at the time that I owned that company, I had the distribution rights for a reverse vending technology. And I hung on to that when I sold my first company. And really that business started in the absence of container deposit legislation, is which is where the container gets the 10 cent um, bounty. In the absence of that, I thought that somebody needed to do something about public place recycling and started a program with EnviroBank um, to in- incentivise consumers for recycling. Always hoping and praying that, you know, eventually 
different states would introduce container deposit um, legislation because that there is no question um, that that legislation piece overnight uh, impacts litter in our streets and in our oceans. So that's how the business started. But like most um, businesses, you know, an overnight mm. success takes a lot longer than overnight. Mm, uh, sure. And, um, you know, we're tracking along quite nicely now, but it has certainly been a challenging um, journey. Where did... Who leads the way in Australia for for this sort of like? Is it because you? I think you mentioned the Northern Territory is is doing well. Yeah. So in terms of technology in this uh, marketplace, Environbank was the first company to bring reverse vending technology into the marketplace and install it into commercial um, situations. And and then the Northern Territory market opened, and we moved into the Northern Territory and took a couple of reverse vending machines with us, but brought to market in the Northern Territory high-speed counting technology. And we run a very large depot in the Northern Territory in Darwin um, that runs high-speed counting technology. And what that means is basically it, it processes 150,000 consumer containers a day, accounts, um, you know, 400 containers a minute and, and provides a really nice customer experience. So we started in the Northern Territory doing that and as deposit markets are opening up around the country now, um, that's what we're looking at doing in other states. So, that, that, I mean, obviously that means that someone can rock up with a truck full of containers <coughs> and within a few minutes it's all counted and, and accounted for. Um, I, it obviously relies very heavily on scanning technology, but is there some kind of um, accounting process in place from the bottling companies so that you cross-check what's returned to what's produced? Yes, there is, but we do things a little um, differently here. For a start, the legislation in each of the um, states and territories in, in Australia is different and mm. so the rules of the game are different and the players in the game are um, some same, same, but different. Um, so same players, different names um, and, and essentially the container deposit legislation operates quite differently. So in the Northern Territory, for example, the scheme is run by um, scheme coordinators, of which there are three, um, two of them being beverage companies and one of them being Envirobank. And that, that role of that company is to be the liaison between the beverage industry and the, the network. And Envirobank also runs a network um, in the Territory. So there is a bit of um, cooperation, if you like, through an independent audit party and the technology is used to count the containers and then there's some checks and balances to go around what's returned and what's sold into the marketplace. Um, there's not yet a cross-reference between, you know, the actual brands um, in terms of individual containers, but certainly the technology has the capability to do that. In um, New South Wales, it's an entirely different situation again. Um, there is only one scheme coordinator in New South Wales, and that is the beverage um, industry. It's a collaboration of the beverage industry. And there is only one network operator in New South Wales, and that network operator is responsible for rolling out the network. And they are also a technology provider. So at this um, at, at the moment in New South Wales, there is only one technology allowed into this marketplace. So is, is, there, a, is there a resistance from, from big companies? Like, let's pick one, the obvious one's Coca-Cola, but is there a resistance from those sorts of companies that they're going to have to 
jump on board, for want of a better term? Well, I think it's no secret that globally um, organisations like Coca-Cola have not been great fans of container deposit legislation. But most recently, as governments around the world start to introduce container deposit legislation or bottle bills, as, as it's referred to in other um, in other countries or jurisdictions, um, the beverage industry are now um, participating, whether they're doing so willingly or not. Um, they certainly are um, involved uh, in the way that the schemes are being run. Uh, and, and, you know, there's, there's absolutely no questioning that as soon as a container deposit legislation is rolled out in a market, that litter disappears from our streets and from our oceans overnight. So that, that fact is indisputable. And considering that, you know, we have a, a <coughs> global challenge with plastic in the ocean, you know, mm. and if we believe the statistics that come from the World Economic Forum, that by 2050 there'll be more plastic bottles in the ocean than fish, um, that's frightening. Mm. And, and government's responsibility is obviously to protect its citizens and, and roll out responsible legislation and that... You know, that's what container deposit legislation really is. It's a responsible legislation that addresses that issue. Um, and sure, you know, there's rhetoric around, well, you know, we're going to increase the price of this and the price of that um, to cover the costs. Um, and yes, uh, you know, obviously the price is increased because um, there is an extra activity that's um, being done. But the um, social community and economic benefit of having this product removed um, from our waterways and our parks um, is significantly greater. Yeah, and it's one of those things that we, we, as Australians, we pride ourselves on our country being clean. But when you really throw a magnifying glass over, over you know, when you go for a walk through a park and you look, look into the bushes, you'll see a lot of rubbish that's, uh, that's been accumulating over many years. And it's obvious that plastic creates a real, real issue for us. Um, but I've noticed, this is just anecdotally, I mean, we've had a container deposit scheme since technically since, what, mid last year? And anecdotally, um, very few people are actually aware of it, mm. even though the bottles are marked with a 10 cent return symbol on the back. Um, just asking neighbours and friends, no one seems to, uh, very few people seem to be aware of it. So what's the reason, what, what, in your mind, what's the reason for that? I think the reason that it hasn't had um, the same kind of take-up that it had um, in the Northern Territory when the scheme started, it was a significant take-up overnight. And um, the reason that, you know, perhaps not so many people either know about it or are participating uh, in in New South Wales is really about access to the scheme. So as there is one um, network operator currently that exists in the marketplace whose responsibility is to roll out um, the network, um, that hasn't happened as quickly as I think um, others would have liked and certainly not as, um, not as quickly as it should have happened. The scheme did start on the 1st of December, so there was mm. a commitment that was made um, to the general public um, regarding access. Um, that is changing now and EnviroBank has been invited in to participate in rolling out um, container deposit um, by providing access through some pop-up mobile, mobile services and we'll do that with our partnership with Surf Lifesaving. And that will mean that in the clubs that participate with us that there will be, you know, essentially a pop-up recycling service available to members of the public. Um, and that's starting from this weekend, actually. Um, starts down south coast this weekend in Shell Harbour and we'll roll up and down the coast 
um, with those surf lifesaving clubs to ensure that the greater community gets access to cash for containers. You're saying the invite came from the one service provider that they couldn't handle the job or the, the invite came from some other party? I'm saying, I'm saying perhaps not so much an invitation as um, EnviroBank's persistence in beating down the door saying we have an established <laughs> um, network, so perhaps invitation was quite loose. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the business that we do. EnviroBank is a purpose-built uh, collection point business that runs large automated um, facilities that has reverse vending technology that runs remote and regional pop-up uh, services where technology doesn't make sense. And, and the reality is that technology doesn't make sense in every single application. There are certainly, you know, there's a significant cost to providing technology into a marketplace and, you know, recycling is a volume game. So, but that doesn't mean that if there's no great volume there that the members of that suburb or community should miss out on accessing the scheme because what the scheme does um, that is as great as cleaning up the environment and, and perhaps in many ways even greater in remote communities is provide jobs and provide an economic opportunity that may otherwise not exist. Mm. And, and those are really key um, considerations around this scheme. So, and it, and it brings the community together as well, I've found. It brings the community so. together and I, I tell a story about a gentleman in the Northern Territory. We had a depot in, um, in a place called Catherine and there was an older gentleman who um, was, you know, unwell and off he'd go to his doctor and his doctor said to him, you know, mate, you need to kind of get out and get walking and, you know, this isn't stop, you know, drinking and smoking and, and get out and, and exercise. So... Um, um, all the time is, you know, nigh. So he took his doctor's advice and off he went um, for a walk. And along the way, he started to pick up um, bottles and he walked down to the um, scrapyard that was a collection point um, depot and he dropped off his bottles and containers. You know, he, he got a couple of dollars, had a chat with the guy running the depot and then again he'd walk home. And about a month later, um, the doctor said to him, what are you doing? And um, he said, oh, I'm just, I'm out. I've got a job. What's the job? Well, I'm collecting bottles and cans and I go down to see, you know, Jack at the scrapyard and, and cash them in. And so the, and the doctor said to him, well, whatever you're doing is working, so keep doing that. So, you know, there's a hundred stories like that mm -hmm. um, in community where people, older people are perhaps sitting at home and not connected to community. It's getting them outside it may only seem like a few dollars and cents and, and to some in the city they may not see the value in that, but those dollars and cents add up mm. and um, make a difference not just to the hip pocket but do make a difference um, to people's wellbeing outside of that. So what's your big vision for EnviroBank over the, let's say, the medium and then the long term? Yeah, so I'm a girl that's always, that's all about goals and all about visions and missions and the number one vision and mission for EnviroBank is to change the way we recycle in Australia and to do that um, through innovation and, and technology and to do that also through community participation. So what we uh, specialise in is really localising um, container deposit services um, and rolling out um, from there. So, you know, we... we do see that this legislation and, and thankfully governments across the country, each state now is, is really seriously looking at container deposit legislation. New South Wales have it. Queensland will have it um, in November next year. Western Australia will follow soon after. 
Um, so that's good news. And EnviroBank um, will participate in each of those deposit markets um, with a special focus on um, making sure that community gets access. And, and that, like I said, may be through a pop-up service or it may be through a large format uh, reverse vending machine, kiosk um, or large footprint depot. I thought you were going to say that you get a break. <laughs> no, I, I do need, um, and this morning coming here and looking at the ocean was another reminder um, from the universe to take a break and, and breathe. But, you know, although I spend an extraordinary amount of time in this business and working on this business and doing all of those things, it doesn't feel like work to me. It is a great passion of mine and mm. I have, you know, a job to do and a mission um, to accomplish. I am very good, as I said in the beginning, at, at compartmentalising my time and making sure that I spend my time, the time with my family and being present when I'm with my family. Um, but I do have a great mission and vision and, you know, I, I guess when the stats change, um, then you know, it might be time for me to, to move on to, to do something else or, or to watch it or to watch it grow. But there is a groundswell starting and, mm, mm. you know, we're like the little um, tiny drop in the ocean um, that is starting the great tidal wave. And, and as more and more people participate in this legislation around the state and as more and more governments around the globe start to introduce this legislation um, and more and more companies get in involved, you know, it's a big market, there's enough for everybody. So, mm. you know, it shouldn't be a market that is just um, for one. We need to have as many people as we can collecting and we need to have as many organisations participating. This is this is actually one of those um, situations where the groundswell is um, catching everyone out on the hop, like the industry uh, industry leaders and even the politicians seem like a, like a bunch of poor comedians um, trying to handle what the public globally are starting to reject, and that is the use of plastic, the, they want recycling programs in place, or even um, uh, alternative packaging materials that might be derived from more natural sources. I mean, it seems to me like the industry is very slow to change the, the technology behind um, packaging. Do you see a day when, when the packaging material used by companies will be all derived from natural sources? Um, I, I certainly know that, you know, many companies around the globe that is um, front and centre, you know, in terms of what, what they look at for the future. And they, you know, the, the reality of that is that they look at that now because, you know, their customer, their consumer is looking for that. We're more mindful now, we're more knowledgeable now on the impacts of what our consumption does. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the fact that, you know, we can get our media, not just from the newspaper now, we get our news from podcasts and, and social media. So there is a greater awareness around the impacts of our behaviour. And as that awareness becomes the groundswell and, you know, members of the general public, all of those voices unite and say, this is what's important to me, um, brands will look more closely. And there are mm. many, many, many um, ethical brands in the marketplace that look at the way that they manufacture and the way that they source, um, you know, their virgin materials or whatever. It's not just in, in the recycling. We also need to, in this country, in my um, in my view, is we, we really need to have a look at what we do here in terms of reprocessing. We have a great problem at the moment in Australia in terms of the recycling industry, a lot of our 
material gets exported um, into China. China is a big buyer and they have changed their laws in China and there's a ban um, for accepting mm. some of this material, which will cause a problem here. Mm. If governments aren't looking at ways to support the recycling industry here and um, and innovate so that that product can be reprocessed and remanufactured here, and then we would have less reliance on the export markets. But that's, you know, that's a conversation that's happening. It, you know, that's a problem that's ours now to deal with because an overseas um, market has closed. And although it's a problem um, and, and quite a big problem, in that problem there is an enormous amount of opportunity. Mm. So, so consumers how, should the, the you know the short news is consumers should keep reminding governments and um, companies that they buy products from that this is important to them because that's what that's what makes the change. You know, all these customers sell mm. products and services and rely on customers, and if customers are choosing. Um, to purchase it locally, products made locally or um, made sustainably, then then that has the most significant impact. So how do people um, get on board with EnviroBank? What, how do they find you? Is, well, there, a, is there a website? Is the there? World Wide Web. <laughs> ah, the World Wide Web. <laughs> so our website. What is that? <laughs> Does anybody even call it that? I'm showing my no. age now. Yeah, I know <laughs> oh, I'm old. Well, uh, um, so envirobank.com.au is our website and we have uh, our locations page and that grows every day as we um, open more and more locations. This mm. new service that we're offering in New South Wales, the pop-up service, that's been specifically designed to make sure that um, community has access to cash for containers where, uh, where they haven't um, to date. We're always keen to hear where uh, people would like to see more pop-up um, EnviroBank recycling services. And we have something that we've um, brought to market that's a little bit um, different too because our business essentially pays people for recycling. So, you know, we have a tag that is, you know, we pay you for the good you do. If you pick it up, um, it's a good thing and, and we pay you for that. And we think that it shouldn't just stop with the um, 10 cents, that once you've recycled it, um, there should be lots of other things that you can um, do with that money. So one of the things that we do on our platform is we have a rewards program that also gives you the opportunity to um, shop on the platform and, um, you know, buy groceries or clothes or... Um, or most importantly, make a contribution to the charities, children's charities that we support and um, the other charities that we support and our biggest one is, is Surf Lifesaving. So it gives you the opportunity to give back in that way as well. I want to thank you for coming in. But I also want to thank you for keeping our oceans cleaner because when I'm down here every day, like I was saying this morning and George is down here, we know that you're back there working hard to help keep the oceans clean like we, like we are with Clean Oceans and I just want to thank you. Well, thank you and, and you know, it's not a one-woman job. It actually requires a, each and every one of us to consider that, you know, we live on an island. Mm. We're on an island and um, this plastic, if we don't pick it up, ends in the ocean um, and that's not good uh, for anyone and so we need everybody to participate. And so don't walk past those plastic bottles and, and um, aluminium cans and whatever else you see out, pick it up. And if you can't find an EnviroBank uh, location near you, then certainly pop it into the recycling bin because it will make its way um, to the recycling facility and out of the ocean.
And I want to thank you for bringing a bit of style and sophistication to the waste management business. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the the typical image that I had of someone running a company in waste management. (laughs) Uh, Well, when I started 17 years ago, I was probably one of very um, few women in the waste Mm, management mm. slash recycling space, but I'm very, very, very delighted to say that there are a lot of us now. Great. Good. That's (laughs) terrific. Narelle Anderson, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, one more.